0: Welcome to the Macworld Podcast, episode 567 for August 1st, 2017. I'm Roman Loyola, senior editor for Macworld. Joining me are Oscar Raimundo, staff writer for Macworld. Yo, 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 everybody. Hi. And I'm here with uh, Leo Yamshan, the managing editor for Macworld. Hi, everybody. So we're live on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, This is the first for us, the... uh, podcast last week was live but it was edited and we posted it later but now we're going live and we're going to be doing this i think every week around the same time yes so uh Woohoo.
1: i've po- cleared my schedule so i don't know <laughs> what so else y'all we can- should do yours too <laughs> yeah, clear your schedule
0: uh if you can't join us live there will be an edited version of the video that we'll post later on on the day and on tuesdays uh if you s- Rather do the audio version, we will still provide that over iTunes and SoundCloud. But, uh, yeah, live video on Tuesdays that's 10 a.m., t- roughly 10 a.m. Pacific, depending on uh, if we're the trains are running on schedule, that's <laughs> 1 p.m. Yeah. Eastern. And I think, is that, uh, is that 7 or 8 a.m. Hawaiian time? I don't know. Ooh,
2: I think it's 7 a.m. Hawaiian time. <laughs> right. Whoa.
0: Cuz the daylight savings time always throws me <laughs> off cuz it goes from 3 to 2 oh, hours. Yeah, hmm. then I don't know what it is yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, so see that always throws me off. If I had a home pod, I could ask the home pod. Well, we
2: could ask Siri. Right. We have Siri. Right. We, we have count. Siri.
0: But if I had a home pod, which brings me to our first topic, the iPhone 8 rumors. Yeah. Uh there was a rumor About the iPhone 8, Oscar, could you elaborate on what was going on with the iPhone 8?
1: Yeah, so I I think it was more than a rumor. It was like a leak, right? It was like a confirmed, this is what it's going to be because Apple released uh, HomePod firmware uh, and some crafty iOS developers were able to go through it and do some detective work and found out um like the secret code for the i the upcoming iPhone which we're calling the iPhone 8 um for lack of a better confirmed yes. name yes. um and you know they they it seemed to confirm a lot of things it seemed to confirm that it was going to have a bezel-less uh screen so the front of it is going to have um you know it's not going to have bezels and uh and yeah and it's uh it also co- seemed to suggests that there was going to be a facial recognition feature that was going to be added. And uh, the developers found no indication of Touch ID, um, Ah. which seemed to you know, it's seeing, uh, I think Apple is kind of Gonna try to use face, facial recognition to become the biometric uh, like login for your iPhone. So you're gonna have to like lift it up to your face every time, and the front-facing camera is gonna have some sensors that will be able to detect your face and unlock your phone. Um, and I think that that's basically the two main things that yeah. the firmware uh, confirmed, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. There was also, I believe, an image. Yes. Within the mm-hmm. firmware right. that kind of showed the face of the iPhone. Yeah. So you can see that there was no bezel. Right. You can see that there was no home button. Right. You can see the kind of the, the, where the camera and speaker was. Yeah. Would be. So
1: basically, it looked like if this was like a whole screen. I don't know. Can you? There we go. And then it just had, it was like a whole screen. And then it had like just a little thing at the top right here, right? right? Which would be the front facing camera. Um, and yeah, and it's
0: uh, it's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Um, so, Leah, no touch ID. You you had a, a yeah, reaction to yeah.
2: I think it's a big leap for Apple to go from having touch ID, which isn't that old in Apple land. I mean, it's been around for a couple of iPhone cycles now, but I think people are st- are still just kind of getting used to unlocking the phone with. Your fingerprint. So, from going for finally in the in the zone with that, and then to go straight from mm-hmm. touch ID to a facial recognition as your only option to unlock your phone, I think that's like it's a pretty big jump. It sounds like really interesting technology, and I think it's going to be really cool to see how the facial recognition unlock works. Um, but there's going to be a learning curve there.
0: Yeah, there were some rumors yeah. earlier about Apple. Having a hard time trying to implement a home button on a home buttonless screen. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Oh, don't move it to the back. Right. I really don't want that to be the case either. So it, it, we're it's not, not comfortable. You're resisting have to you change. Tried? No, I am resisting to change in this case. But have you ever? Have you tried using the um, yeah. like the, the on the Android phones where it's on right. the back? I. It's not. For me and how I hold my phone, it's not in a comfortable spot. Right. So, and also, I I mean, it doesn't
1: facial recognition doesn't solve the problem of like doing unlocking your phone like this. Yeah. So you're gonna have to like pick it up every time, which is what you have to do with if it was on the back. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, like, you use Touch ID for other things too, like when you're like Apple Pay and stuff like that. So, like, if you're going in a store, you're gonna I don't I don't know what how it's gonna what people how is it gonna look like? You're just like. And how fast it's going to be. True. Right? So how I think, you know, are you going to have to like put your phone up to your face for, you know, even, even five <laughs> seconds is just like one, two, three. Meanwhile,
0: the line at right. the cashier is getting longer. And meanwhile, yeah. it's just like,
1: yeah, data. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, I mean, there's still a chance that Touch ID will be on the iPhone 8, right? Like we don't know anything for sure. Right, right. Um, but yeah, but like what you mentioned is like they were having trouble putting the fingerprint sensor on a on an OLED screen, because um, or, or they were just having issues like getting it to work so that they could do it enough times for 80 million phones or whatever they're planning to sell. So, right, um, facial recognition seemed to be the solution.
0: You know, if it is facial recognition, I hope it's I hope Apple has done the work to make it good. Uh, my, and the reason why I say that is my son who uses a PC. Because he wants, he's a gamer, so he uses a gaming PC. He has uh, facial rec- facial recognition on his PC, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, in order for you to log into his computer, you know, you got to line your face up and stuff. The thing is, I have been able to log into his computer using no. my face. Oh. So, and it's not like we look exactly alike. We yeah. we don't look alike. I don't think we look alike. But I guess the Microsoft does. Microsoft makes <laughs> me <we> look like. <laughs> what are you trying
2: to say, Microsoft?
0: Or <laughs> there, what it is is there's enough uh patterns, I guess, yeah. to our faces that are close enough that the what the AI, I guess, that they're using for facial recognition is tricked by my face. Right. Hmm. So I'm hope you know if Apple does do this facial recognition,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know I can't. I can't see them doing, you know, allowing a product like that out on their phone. Right. Right. So it would have to be really good. Yeah. It's
1: probably going to veer on the side of close enough. Right. than to, like, reject your own face every time you're trying to log in. <laughs> right. right, well,
0: that, that would be right. another problem. If you, you keep looking at your phone, yeah. it would be like, that's not you. And what about like, if you
1: grow a beard? Is, or exactly, people... What about if you beard. get plastic surgery? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> get your wind. eyebrows done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What,
1: like face-off. What if you get somebody else's face <laughs> for a secret government project? <laughs> There's a lot of questions that Apple has yeah. not answered yet. So A lot of, case, like, a lot of use cases that... We need to talk about.
0: Oh, I forgot to mention at the beginning that since we are live, if you have comments or questions, please feel free to comment or question and our producer, Adam, will... Uh, Ignore it.
3: <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he'll,
0: he'll, uh, he'll pipe in and let us know that you guys have comments or questions. So please do... Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, thanks. For, thanks for that, Roman. And I, and I got to add, uh, as the only Android user in the room oh. here, uh, I, I do appreciate the fingerprint sensor on the back, except for when it's laying on the table, hmm. which also facial recognition isn't going to solve either. So, uh, you know, th- yeah, the, the back, is, I don't think is the perfect scenario either. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime.
0: Worthy <laughs> contribution. There.
3: And then another
1: thing about this, uh, these uh, uh, HomePod firmware leaks, basically, um that was interesting was that one of the developers told wired that there was some references to the iPhone eight using a different type of wireless or a different type of charging method, Mm. a battery charging method, which we've heard that wireless charging could be coming to the iPhone eight. So maybe that is also going to come true.
0: Yeah. You know, wireless charging to me, I, I'm not, It's not a feature that I'm dying for. It'll be nice because, you know, having cables all around the house is kind of a pain. But, you know, to me, it's more of a secondary feature. I Mm -hmm. don't know if maybe it's a feature you're looking for. I
2: mean, for now, if this new iPhone does have wireless charging, yeah, we're going to have one less cable. But now we're going to have to buy all the, like, charging ports for it to be on in the docks and stuff. So, for now, where wireless charging capabilities are, it's, like, replacing one... Like, extra thing that we have with right. another extra thing that we're gonna have. Yeah. So, I think it's just kind of gonna be laying the like foundation for wireless technology to come, yeah. charging yeah. technology. Well, aren't we
1: like sort of in that face all the time? Like, there's That's always, true. we're always yeah. like gonna transition into something mm-hmm. else. Like, I like it right now because whenever I travel, I can bring just the lightning cable and it charges both my iPad and my iPhone. So, I don't have to bring, so like, I don't bring my MacBook anymore because I don't wanna bring an extra charging right. cable. But now I would. Oh, and I don't bring my Apple watch either because I don't want to bring the uh, the puck. So <laughs> now I'm going to have to bring through like two different things. I'm going to have to bring out this ch- wireless charging station and a lightning cable just for everything right. else, yeah. for my right. AirPods, for my iPad. I
2: right. bet they're still going to let you charge your phone via lightning, yeah. at least for the first version where We'd wireless charging is. Yeah, you would hope, right? <laughs> that but that you would can't be... do
0: wireless syncing to iTunes on your Mac. So, I mean, maybe possibly down the line, you could see, you know, mm-hmm. have a portless, a portless iPhone.
1: Yeah, that's and what they the want. Yeah, kind of that ex- probably is what that's they what want. they want. And the, that's that's would explode. Want, you know, <laughs> the world would explode
0: because people want their what? headphone jacks. And yeah, they want their ports. Right. So, but yeah, the other thing about wireless uh, charging is, you know, like you said, you have to get all this stuff. And in my house, you know. There are are four phones, and I'm the one—I'm the guy who's updating his phone every two years. My wife won't—doesn't care. She'll update her phone, whatever, when the screen breaks or something. Mm -hmm. And my kids, we won't— I won't update their phones on a regular basis, especially like my oldest son, who has gone through like three phones in one year. Right. So I I, I tweeted, I I put on Instagram the picture of his latest phone.
2: Oh, I saw it.
0: Yeah. The The screen
2: is destroyed. The screen wasn't
0: just destroyed. It was, you know, the the glass was shattered, but there were also bits and pieces of the bezel missing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see inside. So It was kind of like a (laughs) cyberpunk thing to it. But then, you know, in my house, there would be cables and this wireless charging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of anything. Yeah. So there would be that transition for right. a while for me. Yeah. So speaking of transitions. <laughs> We're transitioning. I'm working on a... <laughs> We're transitioning. to so our next topic, which is the iPad Nano and the iPod Shuffle. Uh, last week, Apple... Decided that those two products were no longer going to be in production. And Leah, I know you were pretty upset about the death of the iPod Nano. Well Okay, I'm exactly <laughs> I'm that upset.
2: First my first thought process was like, oh yeah, these things are still technically for sale. Oh
0: yeah, did you like, say- I was like
2: I mean, I knew the shuffle was still around because I still see people um, especially when I run mm-hmm. Uh, races. I usually do like a couple half marathons a year. That's exaggerating one half marathon a year. But I always see people with the the shuffle out running. So I knew that was still around. Um, completely forgot about the Nano, to be honest. Um, so it was one of those things where it was like, oh, yeah, those products are still around. And oh, that's kind of a shame they're going away. But is anybody really surprised? The big pain point with these older um, iPods is... They cannot you can't sync your iTunes uh, like via. there's no way to do it via iCloud. So you still have to like plug in Mm -hmm. your Nano or your shuffle and create your playlist and then sync it up with um, your iTunes on your Mac, which, you know, it's not that big of a pain. That's how we used to do it with when the iPod was king. And that was the only way to go about it. But now that we have our iPhones and iOS and we can do our music like. We can update all of that wirelessly, especially if you're clued in with Apple Music or if you're paying for iTunes Match, which some people still do. Um, yeah, it's so much easier to do it over the air um, that these products kind of got left in the dust, I think.
0: Yeah, Apple, in their quarterly results, they don't uh, single out, they don't specify how much revenue or how many units they sell of the iPod. It's always in the other category along with the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And other products, so you don't really know how many units they were selling, uh, but obviously it wasn't enough to keep them around. They still have the iPod Touch, uh, but yeah, the, these two products are God. uh Oscar, do you do you use an iPod at all? I used to have an
1: iPod Shuffle, or as I like to call it, Apple's first wearable computer. <laughs> you can like clip it on and it it's like, so clip cute, like, in the, with the back. the
2: little shuffle. Um,
1: yeah, and it's perfect for like working out and like going on a run or, or or that stuff. But I mean, I guess your Apple Watch has sort of become totally, that. and um, um, yeah, and it was. Uh, it's interesting to see that I think that the you know those two devices, the Nano and the Shuffle, were like from an era where you used to buy MP3s. Now with Apple Music, you know that's that's, what, that's oh, what Apple that's, that's what yeah. Apple's trying to get people to do. Right, and these devices don't have any you know, any room in that ecosystem
0: that they're trying to build. So yeah, you I
2: think, have to. I forgot about right. that. Yeah. You have to own the file. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So like the death of these products, you know, the, the first cut was the phones, the smartphone, but I, yeah, like the, the final blow was yeah. wireless streaming. Yeah. You know, Apple music, Spotify, all these other services. You can't use those services right. on the iPod. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that they're no more. I had an iPod Nano, and I forgot to bring it. I guess that's how top of mind <laughs> the iPod Yeah, is. I meant to bring
2: my shuffle, and I me couldn't too. find it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and I think I used it maybe once. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I I always tried to keep it, kept it charged for a while there because I always thought oh, I'll bring it with me when I go for my dog walk, but I always end up bringing my phone. So, because I have this thing where I, I would think that I would just want the audio yeah. playback, a pl- audio playback device, but a part of me would be like, well, no, I could. I could look up other stuff or I could have, you know, I have the computer of the, you know, I have a computer in my hand with my phone. I want that. I don't want the Nano. So yeah. I always, and it, it was over, it's overkill, but it's mm-hmm. like a thing I just can't give up when I, right. you know, when I go walk my dog, I need yeah. to have my phone just in case. And, you know, yeah. and there's the phone because you never know when the dog gets loose and I have yeah. to call the pound or something like that. You can't do that on, yeah. the, on the iPod mm-hmm. Nano.
1: It's but, inter- yeah, it's interesting that no one remembered about these products or like even thought about them until the Apple stopped selling <laughs> them. And now you have to like go to eBay or like right. search through all these things. Right. You'd figure that Apple would have like a little grace period where it'd be like your last chance to right. get this like limited edition. We're not going to make it anymore. And just like, but they they don't operate that way. They don't. Yeah. They were, the, you
0: know, I,
2: there maybe, was a small grace period, right? Like, weren't they on sale it's like this week is the last week, or did they discontinue it like they just done they just, last week?
0: Yeah, they just cut it off ah. as soon as they announced it. I searched, I even searched the refurb and the uh refurb oh. uh store, and they yeah. didn't have anything, they only had the iPod Touch, right? So, because uh, the refurb store is essentially people returning stuff, right. that yeah, they fix back, and people aren't returning it because no one's buying it, right? And it's
1: probably like was more of a hassle to like. Have to manufacture her right. like a little, like a little yeah. bump into the right. thing, than just, to, just like not let anybody right. have yeah. it.
2: I wonder yeah. if they had any leftover inventory, what they did with it. If they pa- took it apart pa- and, and ch- used the, the <laughs> internals for other things. They just put an iPod they, shuffle like...
1: inside the HomePod. <laughs> like, you like open up the HomePod pod it's just like an iPod shuffle like on a dock. like.
2: <laughs> or they'll just start giving them away to anybody who comes into the Apple store. Right. Like, here you yeah. go. Here, Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. So. Like the
3: free uh, Ghirardelli chocolates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just in
2: a basket in the front. <laughs>
3: so I, I got to say uh, a couple people, uh, Andre and Sean over on Facebook, uh, still love their iPod shuffles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and iPod Touches, uh, for sure. Andre says uh, specifically that he's surprised how rarely he listens to music on his iPhone. Now You know, he still listens on the uh, the iTouch.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, go ahead, awesome Well,
1: and I, I think that also these devices, too, like, it's great for people who have an Android phone as well. If they want to, if they have, like, a large collection of MP3s, and mm-hmm. I remember for a long time there were a lot of people that didn't have an iPhone but still kept their iPod, Um, nano or ipod shuffle and it was that that was the like that was apple's way to like reach out to a lot of people that may not you know be invested in like buying an iphone sure
2: when the ipod first came out that was like the gateway apple product like that was my first apple product was my ipod classic and then that got me hooked into itunes and even though itunes has always been problematic there was just a lot of things that i liked about my ipod and that made me be like okay maybe i'll consider mac for my next you know laptop and things like that
1: but it's also worth pointing out that you mentioned ipod Touch Adam, yeah. that's still on sale.
2: Yeah, iPod oh, Touch is really? still around. Oh, really? okay. Yep. Yeah. It's I, I didn't iPod realize iPod that.
1: The iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle. Yeah. yeah, the
2: iPod Touch is great, um, I think, for kids too. As yeah, there, as a phone alternative. Yeah, yeah, as a phone alternative. So they can get the games, they can have app store access, mm-hmm. um, and they can.
1: They just can't make emergency calls. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I mean, but you can text, a small price to you can pay. text via iMessage. It's <laughs> true. It's
1: <That's> true. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: and I, I got to say I loved the uh, the square uh, iPod Nano because uh, I got one of those 3D printed holders and used it as a, a prototype uh, smartwatch. Yeah, it it, it didn't work that great, yeah, uh, I but bet. I got plenty of people being like, "Oh my god, is that what is that? Is <laughs> that?" And I was like, "Apple's new watch, <laughs> <laughs> the iWatch." Yeah,
0: yeah. The the Nano and the Shuffle were. I mean, they weren't bad products. They were very good products. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Shuffle came out, and people were like what? Mm -hmm. There's no screen? How are you supposed to navigate through it? But as people figured out its purpose and how to use it, it I, I I don't know the sales figures, but I've seen so many more shuffles. I can't quantify quantify it at all, but I've seen shu- more shuffles than nanos. Right. Around. Yeah. Well, because people so, wear them. <laughs> yeah, so you that's get the true. Fear. <laughs> that's true. People wear them. so yeah. And They're, it
2: must have been popular for Apple to keep like redesigning it and reissuing it for so long. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And Going back, look, researching. So I wrote a couple articles on where to buy iPod nanos and iPod shuffles for people who want, still want to buy them. You have to go to third party. Uh, retailers now but doing that research for that article a lot of places are still selling the older nanos even yeah which were pretty much like this a smaller version of the click wheel ipod yeah Mm -hmm. because the the most recent ipod nano had a touch screen Mm -hmm. and it was you know it was it wasn't very big, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the pa- before that, it was it was basically a shrunken version of the click wheel iPod. And right.
2: the Nano replaced the iPod Mini, right? Yes, yes. So
0: which was, was also even, it was even smaller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: What's smaller, smaller than, than Mini?
0: Than. <laughs> well, there's that Saturday Night Live sketch of the was it the iPod Pequeno? I don't. <laughs> I, I remember watching that. that. Yeah, this is a long time ago. Pequeno. Yeah. That's so. so funny. Well, I
1: remember an iPod, uh, iPod shuffle uh, when my brother was going to college. I like gave him mine with like a hundred songs. I was like, "You need to learn these Aww. songs." And it's kind of like the modern version of a mixtape, totally. Right.
2: Um,
1: so that's what it, it would have been nice to have kept that and have yeah. it be, um, like a sentimental thing. Yeah. I guess it's now that it's not. It's hard to find. It's
3: what's become right.
1: right.
0: Right.
3: And I have a question from Ryan Christopher on Facebook. He asks, uh, how many people are going to go on eBay and sell them for mucho dollars?
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, one thing I did find in researching the two articles I just mentioned, that people were selling on eBay uh, unopened boxes of the Nano and Shuffle. And they were asking for a lot of money, sometimes even twice, three times the original retail price. So I would I imagine that I don't know if if that happened, but uh, I imagine that there was sort of a bump in sales for those products because there are people who collect Apple products, and an an unopened box is you know that's
2: that's gold.
1: We should have looked in the basement and see if we had any, so we could put them on eBay.
2: (laughs) We have to have one lying around, probably not in the box, but right.
0: Yeah, I think the one I have, I think it actually has something engraved on the back. I don't remember what it is. Oh, said. yeah, because
1: you could do engravings,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do engravings. So I think you could still do that on the iPod Touch.
2: Probably. Yeah. I mean, it still has yeah. the stainless steel back, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, that affects resale value. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, if you have uh, any more comments or questions about the iPod, Nano and Shuffle, let us know on our uh, Facebook. Uh, Our next topic, our third topic for the podcast, is about Apple Park. Apple Park is Apple's new corporate headquarters that's being built in Cupertino. And there was a recent, uh, I believe it was an interview with Johnny Ive, uh, Apple's Johnny Ive, about Apple Park, talking about how, I believe the article mentioned it as Johnny Ive's next big Innovation, his next big product, which seems odd because it's a employee specific product, yeah. so to speak. You know, it's not like you and I or you know, the three right. of us could go over there and go, hey, you know, and right. start using Apple Park. Right. So I mean there will be a visitor center, but we don't get access to the rest of the main uh uh the main park. But so it's been making a lot of noise because I believe it's going to be opening soon. I thought it was supposed to open already.
1: Yeah, I think it was supposed to open in April.
0: Yeah, and then I don't know what's happening. Yeah, but now there's been a little bit of um, pushback against all this praise about Apple Park, about its innovative design and everything, especially from the uh, from the engineering community because Apple Park has an open Uh, office design so open an open office essentially means there's not there aren't cubicles and all offices they're basically it's an open space with desks that you can work at it's kind of the thing here in silicon valley Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of startups are doing it a lot of even traditional traditional tech companies are doing it and engineers apparently hate (laughs) this office layout because uh, um, you know they got to focus; they need to write their code, and mm-hmm. that office layout is not conducive to that kind right. of work. It's um,
1: conducive for like an office sitcom, but it's not yeah. conducive <laughs> the for writing
0: <laughs> code. So, yeah. So, uh, like most recently, Anil Dash, who is the CEO of uh, is it Fog City Software. I'm sorry, Anil, if I got that wrong, but he's the CEO <laughs> yes. of a software company, I believe. And he wrote a blog post about how, though the kind of work environment that engineers need and how that environment doesn't really exist at Apple. And that's going to, that's going to create chaos. And so, Oscar and Leah, do you guys think this new office environment is going to be the downfall of Apple Yes.
2: Next topic. <laughs> yes. Period. It's over. You had a good run, Apple. We'll see you later. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever worked in an in a place that doesn't have this open concept. Uh, oh
0: yeah, you're youngin'.
1: Yeah, you guys are young. <laughs> so, but it's interesting uh, to see that you know. So I'm imagining, like, two different types of places. Though there are places that have sort of. Because I read the story and it said like open concept is either no dividers or like semi dividers. Right. Um, half, half yeah. 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 Right. Partitioned things, and I think like I much prefer somewhat partitioned op spaces because there there are a lot of tech companies, a lot of startups that it's just like this table and like we'd all be sitting like right mm-hmm. like breathing yeah. next to each other. Mm-hmm. Which is a little claustrophobic, I think. Um, And I've even seen like ad agencies where you go in and they have like rows and rows of twenty-two year olds, you know, just like right next to each other. So I'm wondering if that's what Apple Park is, or if it's more like there's more space, right? A little
0: more refined in that. Because I've been to a few offices here in downtown, uh, and I. I've literally—it's literally an open space, and basically like this table here, and yeah. another table here, right. and another table, and pe- and people R- basically, and I just did a display after display after display, yeah. And they're basically just like, like maybe at a shared table at a coffee shop, right? Similar to that. I, that's I've seen a lot of that here in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sit there and go, how do you get work done, right? Because I mean, you get some work done, but it's really tempting to sit there and just start talking to somebody. Right? Not even about work most of the time, but, you know, I... I don't I don't think Apple's going to that extreme yeah. and I mean just imagining all the stuff
1: that we have like that wouldn't fit like that's all the oh, yeah. products that we yeah. get in all yeah. the things that are just all the boxes that I have on my desk Like just thinking about that like I don't we don't I wouldn't I don't know where I would do it mm-hmm. like it would just force me to like downsize somehow and it's that'd be weird
0: yeah my, my sons came to the office once and when we left my my son goes to me you have a lot of boxes in your desk. <laughs> I said, yeah, and I said, I'm trying to build a wall. I don't have any walls, I'm not really trying to build a wall. But yeah, I have a lot of boxes because I get a lot of products in, and I should do something about them, but yeah, so...
2: Yeah, it's a it's it's a good point about like what kind of open concept are we talking about Mm, here? Um, Because there are all of these different layouts. Um, I think the growing pains for the Apple engineers, it's always tough going from the work environment that you're used to and then switching to something else. So I think the the idea behind open floor plans I like where it's supposed to be more collaborative and like. It makes it easier for um, you to work with people that you normally like wouldn't interact with on a daily basis. And at first, so we went through that here at the Macworld office, um, maybe like, five years ago or so we had traditional yeah. taller cubes and then we remodeled our office and we went to um, like waist high cubicles and they got a lot smaller. So we still have our own space, which I really appreciate having my own like desk space and storage area to store all the products that we get that that come in. Um, but it's open enough where we can like swivel our chair around and ask somebody a question. And when we first moved, I remember that there was like, there was a lot of chatter going around, but then right. after a couple of months, like everybody got used to it um people kind of learned who liked to talk who didn't like to talk um we also we were all given like canister headphones so if i don't want to talk to somebody i put my headphones (laughs) on and that typically signals like i'm working right now like please you know slack me or something um if you have a question so um i think i think right now maybe the engineers are fearing like the unknown because they haven't had to work in that kind of environment right So, but I also understand, like, my boyfriend is a software engineer, and he tells me all the time, like, it's, like, it takes a while for him to get in the zone, and then when he's, like, in the code zone, he's, like, in it, and is just, like, cranking stuff out, and if anybody, like, like, if his deskmate, they have an open office plan, too, and it's kind of a pain in the butt for him, so if his (laughs) deskmate sneezes, it will, like, he loses his train of thought, and it, like, takes him a second to, like, refocus, so it, um, It is a problem. So how they do things in their office, um, kind of like our office, we have all of these huddle rooms that um, also have monitors in it. So if people do need a quiet space, they can pick their laptop up and like move. And it's not their exact, you know, display setup. So it's not the best solution, but there are quiet places where they can go and where we can go if we have to take a phone call or if we just like need a minute if we're like working on a story and we just need some quiet, um, there are places that we can go. So I imagine Apple would do the same, you'd you'd hope, right?
0: Yeah, you hope. You know, uh, I was trying to equate, because we're writers and editors, I was trying to equate writers and editors with engineers, and it's a different, I I totally understand that engineering, writing code is a totally different skill set and a different amount of focus that you need. But I was trying to think that, you know, there is a certain amount of creation that's going on. And, you know, there are writers. I'm not one of them because I consider myself a writer slash editor. So I tend to edit myself when I write sometimes, which is probably a bad thing because I can't get into a flow. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you guys can talk, address that. You know, when you're writing, you know, there is a writer's flow. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. get into a flow and they write and they want and they get going. I imagine like you were saying, an engineer does the same thing. And if somebody throws an obstacle into that flow, you know, and there's and there's a bump, you kind of get thrown off. Right. And, you know, I don't experience that because, like I said, I'm an editor slash writer, so I tend to bump myself. Yeah. My flow gets interrupted by myself. So when I write <laughs> something, I go, oh, wait, I need to go back and edit so it. So makes, it makes me writing is more arduous because I have to keep correcting myself. Yeah. But taking that experience and seeing how that would work for an engineer would probably drive an engineer crazy mm-hmm. right. because they want need to get, you know, it's a, a lot more technical. They're dealing with a lot of syntax and things like that. Yeah. So it's a little more difficult for them to do. And so I can see, I can totally understand where they need a place to focus yeah. and they need time to just kind of isolate themselves so they can get stuff done. Yeah. So, um, you know, it doesn't it seems odd to me that they would design a workplace without these considerations. Right. At the same time, you know, people and this is kind of a stretch, I admit, you know, people have always said that Apple is more of a design company first and an engineering company second. You know, I don't know how true that is. Some people have said that, you know, they come up with the design, you, ing- you engineer around the design. So maybe it's the same thing here with Apple Park. They came up with the design and then people have to learn how to deal with the design.
2: Well, Apple Park's huge and there are so many different departments and people that yeah. work on different things at Apple. So yeah. maybe the engineer labs are quieter and a bit more like secluded from the... Uh, like publicists and the you know, the people that work at Apple Music like maybe there's every department might have its own kind of layout and feel and this is just like the leaks that are coming out so we don't exactly know what it's going to be
1: like. And because Apple is such an established company, they they know what departments they have Mm -hmm. and they built this building based around what the people that right, work there right. i wouldn't be surprised if they it's all completely different based on the department as opposed to like going into an office space and just sort of like having a bunch of desks and like cubicles and like putting people right, in it right. like it might um because it kind of reminds me of like the airbnb offices here
0: yeah and
1: in san francisco they have like desk mates they have like these long desks and stuff but they also have a lot of co-working huddle rooms and spaces that kind of look like homes so it's like they're working from home but they're so working cute. in the office so you just if like I grab your laptop to to and you can like work in like a little coffee shop in cuba or something like that and so like cool. have food and stuff um but that's like a diff that's a that's like the next generate like the next level of open right. concept space it's mm-hmm. like bringing the outside world in so you don't feel like you're at work for 12 hours
2: i could see apple doing something <laughs> something wild similar like that, you know yeah yeah well, that's kind of a good point that, you
0: know, Apple likes to control the message. And, you know, these profiles that they've done of their new workspace with The Wall Street Journal and other publications, yeah. for all we know, Apple's bringing these people into a certain part of the building. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. you know, is very, is very design oriented. It's very glamorous looking very showy and maybe they're not showing them the place where the engineers are working and maybe there are walls there and maybe they're just not going to because there's who wants to look at another wall who wants to (laughs) look at a traditional workspace and they're keeping infinite loop right well that was I, i think the wall street journal article said that they were moving everyone this was going to be the one campus i understood it that there were going to be two campuses, the main campus, Apple Park, and they were keeping one infinite loop because this is another, this is a totally different subject that's sort of related. Apple Park is gigantic. (laughs) I've driven by it. And the other thing is Apple has a huge amount of, uh, they occupy a huge amount of office space in Cupertino. Yeah. If, you know, when you drive through Cupertino, and you'll see an Apple sign in like this strange-looking business park, and you'll be like, Apple's there? Yeah. And then you'll drive maybe another half mile, and you'll see another sign. They're everywhere. And so the idea that they're going to be abandoning all these buildings to go into Apple Park makes me wonder how that's going to affect
1: Cupertino, uh, <laughs> Cupertino <laughs> yeah.
0: and these other buildings that they occupy because they're going to be leaving these buildings. Yeah. So there's going to be a huge vacancy rate in at available office space in Cupertino, and maybe that's good for Cupertino. Yeah, right. I'm
1: sure there's a, a lot of companies that would claim to be the next Apple who would right. love <laughs> like to take one of those oh, buildings. Yeah.
0: And I'm yeah. sure Apple did something with the city to assure them that you know this you won't you know yeah. they won't be losing that's those interesting. Texts, right? Right. So right.
1: everyone, all everyone is going to be working at Apple Park.
0: That's that's the understanding, I yeah. think that everyone's supposed to be at Apple park. And I thought that they were going to keep one infinite loop. Uh, for those who don't know, one infinite loop is Apple's main office right now. It's right off of the 280 freeway, Yeah. freeway. Uh, if you're, if you're familiar with that. Uh, and they've been there. I don't know how long now mm-hmm. it's been almost since the beginning. I mean, they were in the garage for a while, but you know, they've been that one infinite loop for a really long time. And it's a big campus, but, um, I tried, I had to go to a briefing there once and I had the park like four blocks away because it was just so, so packed. They even have valets to take care of parking because it's just so packed. And I drove into the garage, to the parking lot and they were like, (laughs) and there were just cars. Turn around, turn around, around, go back.
2: Yeah. And there's all the uh, visitors that want to come and just like take a picture of the outside and go to the store that's there and everything. Yeah.
0: I was in Cupertino for my, my son had a soccer game in Cupertino on the weekend and uh, we got there early and I drove by Apple because they actually have an Apple store there mm-hmm, at, the, yeah. at, at the one infinite loop, which makes me think another reason why they might keep it there. Not Well, it seems like a silly reason to keep it there. But anyways, um, people go to one infinite loop and Apple has a little stand there that says, I believe it has the act like, One Infinite Loop, and you can stand by it and take a picture mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And people were lining up to do mm-hmm. it. It was mm-hmm. weird. It was a Saturday, and... It was it was beautiful out, but people came and people kept coming and there was a line. It wasn't a long line, but there was a line of about 10 people waiting to stand mm-hmm. in the little stand that said One Infinite Loop. I'm
1: sure it's <laughs> the <and> highest rated <laughs> attraction on TripAdvisor and <laughs> Cupertino. It's like right. <laughs> the Apple store, yeah. One Infinite Loop. Yeah. Or
2: like, um, I still use Foursquare just because when I show up in a new city, it tells me like, oh, here's a list of things. Number one is probably, oh, Cupertino, yeah, Cupertino. Cupertino. go to One Infinite Loop.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. So anyways... That brings us towards the end of our show. Uh, I also want to mention one thing I need to mention that today uh, Apple will be announcing their, I believe it's Q3, third quarter, 2017 financials. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Uh, So if you are interested in that, you can go to the Apple website because they do an audio broadcast and you can listen in. Uh, You can hear Tim Cook and other Apple executives talk about their financial results. Uh, We'll have coverage. We'll have an article uh, posted as soon as we figure out, find out what the results are. Uh, And then we'll have some uh, day two analysis uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, So anyways, that's coming up. By the time you see or hear this, if you're not watching us live, uh that may have already happened but anyways keep an eye out for that that's one of that's the kind of like apple thing that event that's happening this week so uh keep an eye out for that it'll be interesting to see what uh what apple how apple's third quarter turns out you guys have any predictions i
1: well i they're not gonna say it but i want to know how many airpods they've sold
0: that, oh. that'd be interesting because they're
1: not going to split it. They're not going to.
0: yeah, they won't break it out because yeah. Yeah. there's been a delay and have the delay shortened at yeah. all. I don't think so. No. <laughs> I think it's still six weeks. <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the reasons why I've kind of hesitated because I lost my my uh, my headphones. And I was like, you know, maybe I should just buy some AirPods. (laughs) I was like, oh, there's still that six-week delay. Yeah. That was... was, Well, you can go to
1: iStock, and then they'll tell you when it's available in stores, and then you can just place an order to
0: pick up. Yeah, I think Best Buy had, like, a little window where they had, like... It was, like, maybe two weeks ago where they had a little window when they had it in stock, and you didn't have to wait, and then I missed that window. So, but, yeah. So, do you have any thoughts on financials
2: for today i mean their financials are always good they're gonna <laughs> yeah. kick it off talking about wwdc and all of the like wonderful right. things they announced there and um ooh, i, I
0: predict I... they will make a lot of money yes,
2: that, <laughs> Lots yes. Of money. <laughs> q3 is kind of a weird one because it's like yeah things were announced recently yeah. but there's not a lot of like brand new stuff like i don't see i don't think like iPad sales are going to be way up. No, but but the MacBook Pro and the MacBook were
0: released Q3, so that'll be interesting. I'll be interesting to see that. Yeah. So if it seems like the results will be kind of, it could be boosted by those sales Mm -hmm. because they came out. Yeah, I wonder if also Tim Cook's going to mention that
1: iPhone sales are a little slower because there's so much anticipation for the next iPhone that people are waiting because he did that last quarter. Yeah, the last true. quarter results
0: so. yeah, yeah. So. Anyways, that's at 2 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, go to Apple.com and tune into that. So uh, I'd like to thank my guest, Leo Yamshan. Yeah,
2: Thanks, Roman.
0: And I'd like to thank Oscar Raimundo. Thank you, Roman. We'll uh, post links to topics that we talked about on Macworld.com. Uh, please give us your comments and questions on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, That's on Twitter. We're at World, Uh, And catch us next week. We'll be live again, 10 10 o'clock Pacific. Uh, We'll post uh, on Facebook and Twitter to let you guys know in case we're running late. Uh, Because, you know, sometimes that happens. Trains sometimes (laughs) get blocked and stuff. So, anyways, uh, catch us next week. And thanks for watching. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.